Hello and welcome to the Health for Your Truest Self podcast. Anna Hines here. I'm a health coach and EFT practitioner. And in this podcast, I am all about sharing what I've learned in working with hundreds of clients, helping them unlock their most vibrant health physically and emotionally. So let's dive in. But first remember that you are a wise and wonderful person. So by listening to this podcast, you agree with the disclaimer located at anahines.com and agree to take full responsibility for your health and well-being. Thank you and enjoy. Hey friends and welcome to the podcast. Today I'm excited to talk about something I call food values versus food rules. And many of the clients that I work with really struggle with obsessive thoughts around food and exercise and diet and how much water should they drink and how many supplements should they take. And um, I have a particular client who I just saw today who is just so stressed and so tired of all of the food rules and all of the things that she needs to be doing. And there's so much stress and tension around it. And so I just want to bring um, maybe a little different perspective or some compassion to that whole topic by um, talking about food values rather than the food rules. So let me just explain um, a little bit of, of what I mean by that. As you know, I'm not only focusing in on food and exercise, I am looking at mindsets and beliefs and thoughts and emotions behind those behaviors. And so I also work with the blockages that keep us from doing what we know to do and always looking for the um, underlying need underneath that behavior. So what you might have noticed either in your own health journey or in someone that you've observed that, you know, when most people go on a diet, they fall off of it pretty quickly or um, they finish it out and then they go back right back to where they started. Um, But often people discover this problem, like whenever they put um, a set of rules on themselves, whether it's a diet, whether it's a certain type of intention, or they decide, you know, like the night before, um, you know, Monday and they decide, you know, on Monday I'm going to, you know, stop eating chocolate and I'm going to do this. Um, I just saw saw someone today who was like, today I I really, really want to work on my chocolate addiction. Like I really want to do that. This is like really bugging me. But every time they give themselves a rule, they discover that they break it almost immediately. And it's so frustrating. And uh, they just feel like they're, you know, a willpower weakling and really can't get it together. And um, so if you've ever experienced this, this issue of every time you going to give yourself a rule that you just want to break it. And um, that may not happen all the time, but if you notice that, that's what in psychology we call a classic self-sabotage. And there are really valid, legitimate underlying reasons for self-sabotage, which I can, I want to get into in another podcast, but I just want you to understand that there are things going on at a deeper layer than just your conscious mind. So remember, you know, according to like the anatomy of transformation, um, picture, we have, you know, like a geode, you have an outer layer that's our bodies, 
food, food and exercise is, is about this outer layer. And then the layer right underneath it is the conscious mind. And then the layer right underneath it is the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind stores memories and emotions and self-beliefs. And we have a lot of absorbed beliefs about our bodies, about food, about what we can or can't do, um, what we can accomplish. And um, we have a lot of things that have been unprocessed. Um, places that are showing up in our behaviors around food that are wanting to be healed. And those all come from that third layer, the subconscious mind. So your conscious mind, which is um, the layer kind of around that, outside of that, a little bit more to the surface, is, is that part of our being that we think is the decision maker, but it really isn't because the subconscious mind is large and in charge. It's the iceberg underneath the surface. And it is... um, it, it stores so much of our past memories and our past experiences. And there's a lot of things going on um, that we've absorbed subconsciously, you know, from the time that we were conceived all the way through to the time that we're about five or six years old. It's a really formative time for the subconscious mind. It's essentially like a sponge. It's just absorbing. And then, you know, later, later on in our life, you know, as we go along, we, we kind of reinforce some of those beliefs or and we create new ones. So this could be a good or bad thing, depending on what has happened to us in our childhood. So for many people, the, the sabotage around giving themselves a rule often has to do with their parent or their authority figure. Um, you know, when you're young and, you know, parents says to you, you got to eat your broccoli and, you know, the there's the stereotypical, you know, two-year-old who throws the, the broccoli, you know, off the high chair and, and throws a fit. Um, so the, there's sometimes uh, parts of ourselves, and this may sound weird to you, but hang in with me, parts of ourselves that we never have actually gotten to process that almost get locked away in the cells of our body from times where maybe we were never really allowed to throw that fit or process our frustration about being crossed, you know, as a young person. So this may have happened, you know, when we were really young, we don't remember it, or it could have happened when we were older and we just made ourselves wrong and um, felt really bad or absorbed a lot of guilt and shame around throwing a fit. When, you know, we're meant to be able to process emotions, not to say you need to, you know, throw your broccoli at someone, but we're really meant as human beings to allow emotions to move through us rather than locking them down. So that shutdown, that lockdown that happens it pops up many times as the innocent child inside the subconscious mind that's kind of hanging around in there, and it pops up, and and you feel like like a resistance to the rule that you've placed on yourself, almost as if you have a, the the parent that was once out there, kind of inside your mind now, and the parent is kind of giving that child the rule about whatever you know, eating the broccoli, and so you feel all this like kind of. Um, resistance building up and then then the sabotage happens. So that's just a little bit of a background. There's so much more I could share about that, but I wanted to give you a little tiny taste into why the self-sabotage happens. And so there's so many ways to work with this um, when you're sabotaging yourself. Um, But one of the ways on on a real basic level is to create for yourself food values rather than food rules. 
And it's this reframe that I think can help a lot of people avoid the self-sabotage if you have, if you don't maybe not working with me or someone who knows how to work with self-sabotage. If you're not doing that right now, you can still honor that inner like child part of you and that inner that that child's part of you to really authenticate and individuate and want to decide and by creating values versus rules. Okay, so let me just unpack the the what food rules look like and and food values look like. So food rules look like, you know, the calorie counting and the diets and the, the, you know, stress, um, they feel like, you know, the stress and the obsession and they take your energy away from whatever's going on in your life, um, and your day and put it towards just, you know, the, the obsessive thoughts and, um, it's just not the life we're meant to live. You know, they don't really work because, that type of, of um, harshness with ourselves is really, essentially, it's an act of violence against our own hearts and our own bodies. And we're never meant to respond to harshness or judgment or fear, but we are wired intrinsically to respond to love and connection and deep listening. And that's that's what we want, you know, as a child, and it's what we still want as an adult. So we can do that with ourselves when it comes to food. And um, so we want to step out of those rules and really move into values. And at the core of food values is really tuning into a value of ourselves. We're really valuing our bodies that we were um, that we have the honor of living in. We're valuing our emotions that are um, little red flags and little um, messengers for us. We're honoring our experiences. We're honoring all of that. We're honoring the whole package, not not just the the good parts of ourselves, quote unquote, but also the the shadows, the the things that are unprocessed. We honor all of it, knowing it's all a part of our path. It's all leading us somewhere really good. So that's the that is the core of food values. It's really valuing yourself and 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 who you are and all of the things that show up. Um, I I think it's Matt Kahn that says something to the effect of whatever arises, love that. So whatever's going on, you know, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're frustrated about, the more we respond with love rather than judgment, the more we are in a place of healing, like in a, in a state of healing. Okay. So food values, these look like focusing in on adding as many, you know, pure, healthy, organic, I, I call them congruent foods. And, and focusing in on adding, not taking away, um, the the whole like feeling behind adding, you can even feel that like, you know, when you tune into what can I add into my life? It has a, it has a, a nice, um, uh, essence to it and, um, really honoring what foods your body responds well to and, um, what, which ones you've noticed that work for you and make you feel good. And that's a key right there is, is food values are all around what really helps you feel good. Not just today, not just tomorrow, but in a week, a month, a year, those are the, the foods that make you feel really good, um, are the, the values you want to have because, you know, when it comes down to it, we just, health is about feeling really good inside of our own skin and in our minds and in our hearts. And so that's a great question to ask yourself when you are, 
um, tuning into what food values work for you. Just focus in on how do I want to feel? Do I want to feel energetic and accomplished and kind to my body and peaceful about what I just ate or peaceful about what I'm eating now? And um, a sense of, of possibility uh, that I can actually accomplish what I want to accomplish. And um, that's that's the, the I, when I use the word energy, what I mean is kind of like the feeling around food values. So it's when, when you step into this idea of, of food values, you really step into what I call personal power. And personal power is, is a, a, an inner state of solidity with you and, and God, if, if that's in your belief system, um, that, is, that is centered on what is in alignment for you. You've decided. And that's something that can be maintained over the long haul. And as your, your values will change and they'll ebb and flow, and that's really natural and normal because it needs to, because you're changing and um, you're growing. And so this this is a, a really great place to be because it's not a short-term fix-it. It's a, it's a long-term attitude towards your health. So my three top tips for sticking with your food values. Um, first of it, first thing, just kind of write them down. Just n- notice um, which ones are are have really worked for you well in the past. Um, remember, you don't want to treat these like rules. You just want to focus on things that are values. You want to make them realistic for your lifestyle, and you really want to um, focus on what you want rather than what you don't want. Um, so I'll give you a a few of mine. Um, one of my values is to get as much green in as possible. So I like to drink a, a green something every day, whether it's a green juice or a green smoothie or a green energizer, you know, a superfood powder with some chlorophyll and water. I make sure I get that in, get green in just every day, if not several times a day. So for whatever reason, green just it does it for me. It really works for me. I can really tell if my body hasn't gotten enough green. Another value of mine is to really upgrade my food. So I've upgraded it to organic and high quality. And if it's meat, I want it to be um, pasture, you know, like, you know, wild caught fish or um, grass fed organic. Or if I'm going to drink coffee, I'm going to use organic high quality beans and, you know, a nut milk of some kind and, you know, stevia or coconut sugar rather than cream and sugar. So I'm going to upgrade my food choices. And um, that's a value of mine, not only for the sake of my own body, to give it the, the most high quality food that I can, um, you know, with what's available and budget and all that, you know, it, within those um, confines, but also because I want to support the people who are um, putting out the effort to to bring the high quality upgraded food into the world. You know, it's, it's kind of going against the grain a little bit. So I really want to um, honor those people. And so yeah, um, another value of mine is to drink a lot of water. So the first thing I'll do before I, you know, eat something is drink water to make sure that it's um, the hunger that I have is actually real, you know, nutritional hunger, not just dehydration hunger. So I like to drink a lot of water, keep myself really hydrated. Um, and then another food value is for me is how I eat is as important or even more important than what I eat. And this is something I've been working on for a little while because somewhere along the way in my teen years, I got into this really bad habit of eating quickly and not taking time to really 
slowly chew and absorb and, and eat my food with gratitude and um, relaxation. And that that's a whole other topic for another podcast, but that does so much for your physical body and for your um, your nervous system and just for your general enjoyment of your food. So the how I eat is just as important as what I eat. And then of course I do um, some EFT tapping when I'm struggling with, you know, emotional eating or food cravings, which, you know, still happens every once in a while. They're so much better than they used to be. Um, but just the EFT tapping helped me so much clear through emotional eating, food cravings, and um, anything that is like trying to block me, you know, from actually staying in alignment with my food values. So those are just some ideas. But again, remember to really focus in on these are not rules. These are values and step into the energy of just what do you value and just see what happens. Just try it out. See what happens. Okay. Lots of love to you all. If you want more, just go to anahines.com. You can subscribe for more identity-based goodness and EFT tapping exercises. I also have... um, the retreat coming up for those of you who know about the naked retreats. This is a five day health retreat for women and it's coming up September 27th through October 1st. We're so excited about it. We've uh, all the things that I talk about in here, we're going to be covering in, in, um, lots of different ways at the retreat. Um, but I'd love to see you there. If you are, um, someone that's interested in that, go to nakedretreats.org. But anything else that you want to know, you can find it at anaheinz.com. Take care, everyone, and I will chat with you again soon.